Hi, I'm John Marr, and I'm here today with Brett Rajensky, General Manager of NETR Inc., a heating and cooling company in Massachusetts with a focus on Mitsubishi ductless heating and cooling products. Today we're talking about emergency services. Welcome, Brett. Hey, thanks a lot, John. Sure. So, uh, Brett, what types of situations qualify as HVAC emergencies, and, and what are some of the most common scenarios that NETR sees in, in, in terms of urgent repair needs? Sure. So the, the things that we see most frequently and that we consider emergencies are, you know, let's face it, an emergency is a little different to everyone. Um, but no heating in the winter is certainly what something that we consider an emergency and most homeowners consider an emergency. So, you know, it's, it's you know, two degrees outside and I have no, no source of heat. So certainly mm-hmm. no heat is something that we consider an emergency. And in the summer, particularly any time in the summer, really, but particularly during during a heat wave, you know, we will certainly take uh, no cooling situations as an emergency, again, because uh, sometimes that either of those situations can be life or property threatening. So we, we certainly take no cooling in the summer uh, and no heating in the winter very seriously as emergencies. And so do most homeowners. Yeah, and certainly like in the in the winter, you're not just worried about your own comfort. You're worried about, you know, the pipes freezing if the temperature in the house gets down to us to a certain, you know, temperature. Uh, I know I live with my mother and father in law, you know, in a, in a big house. So, you know, there's a lot of people in that sort of situation as well. Maybe they have elderly, you know, people living in the house and they can't take those, you know, very cold temperatures like like a younger person might be able to. So, you know, that especially, like you said, in the wintertime when you have no heat, that, that can definitely be an emergency situation. Yeah, yeah. And that and that's, you know, when we're thinking about no heat situations, yeah, it's exactly, it's, you know, when I say property, we're worried about people's pipes freezing. We're worried about particularly older folks or, or young children, you know, their ability to... Um, you know, to deal with the cold in the home. So it's it's not just comfort for people. It can be, you know, life-threatening. And and also in the and in, in the summer, uh, the opposite can happen. You know, we've had, you know, we get heat waves where, you know, the daytime low is 90, or excuse me, the nighttime low is 90. And um, that can be very difficult maybe for people who have health issues, mm-hmm. elderly folks, and again, young children. So so again, we 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 take all of those issues very seriously. So what steps should homeowners take if they experience an HVAC emergency, especially if it's maybe outside of the regular business hours? Sure. Well, you know, there's a, there's a few things that a homeowner can do on their own, um, you know, which is, you know, check their breaker panel, you know. So is there, you know, if they have access to it, to go look, see if the breaker for their heating or cooling is tripped. Also, a visual inspection of the unit. Is there something obviously wrong? Hey, a tree branch fell on uh, on my outdoor condenser for my cooling, something like that. So some basic visual stuff. What we don't want people to do is start uh, is to get in there and start trying to figure out how to repair it themselves. Uh, obviously, with heating systems, that can be dangerous. There's electricity in there, gas, oil, whatever the situation is. And cooling is obviously an electric function, but there's also lines carrying refrigerant in there that uh, that that can be damaged. So, you know, some basic stuff, checking the breakers, making sure there's no obvious, you know, something happened, there's physical damage. It also helps us determine if, if someone calls us, if they can tell us what's going on with the unit. Hey, the power keeps going off. I keep resetting that uh, that breaker and it keeps kicking off every time the unit tries to go on. That tells us a little something. So those, that sort of information can help us navigate uh, what that customer will need. 
And can you describe the NETR uh, emergency response team and, and talk a little bit about how they're coordinated? Sure. So at NETR, we have a dedicated service team and a separate dedicated installation team. And that should be important to people because we have people who their first of all, their best skill set is diagnosing what is wrong with something and repairing it. That's what they do all day, every day. And the second part is they're not on a job installing someone's air conditioner and someone has to make a choice about removing them from that to go service someone else. So again, we have a dedicated team that all they do at current state, I think we have 14 technicians who are full-time service and diagnostic technicians. They're there to help fix people's stuff or to clean it, service it, et cetera. So that's the team and they're dedicated. That's all they do. We actually have on-call service 24 hours a day. So customers can reach out to us 24 hours a day, seven days a week, if they feel they have an HVAC emergency and request after-hour service. So when when they speak with our after-hour service, which is part of NETR, they're going to ask them if this is an emergency. There's a series of questions. And then they'll ask them if they would like an emergency call-out, if they feel it's necessary. Some folks do, some folks don't. But if someone says yes, we're going to, at that point, confirm some information with the customer, and we're going to dispatch our on, one of our on-call technicians. So 24 hours a day, we have people who are uh, technicians who are on call and ready to be dispatched to your home to address an emergency situation. So, And what are some of the unique challenges that technicians face when they're responding to an urgent situation? Um, great question. And, and uh, there's a lot of unique challenges. One of the most important challenges is you never know what you're responding to. Okay, there's a hundred reasons that your heating or cooling system could stop working uh, at two in the morning. So they have to be uh, very good at, at doing diagnostics and figuring out, you know, out of those hundred things, you know, very quickly figure out where are the two or three most, uh, most likely uh, issues and then being able to quickly eliminate what is or is not uh, working properly. Uh, the other part is obviously um, access to what's needed to repair that. So we carry a lot of very common repair parts on our trucks. Uh, to be able to get people going again at two in the morning. But, you know, unfortunately, the supply houses that we work with, they're not open at two in the morning, you know. So mm-hmm. so unfor- if we had to respond to your house, so we keep a, a supply on the trucks of very common, frequently used items in repairs, but obviously we can't stock everything. We, you know, we'd, we'd need a mobile supply house. So we, we can't do that. So sometimes we have to go out and we do our best to get people going with what we have on the truck. And if there's something that we just can't overcome, we work with them on perhaps a temporary solution until we can get to that supply house when it opens at seven or eight in the morning, get the part they need to then come back and complete the repair. So sometimes we can get people partial heating or partial cooling. You know, frequently we can just make the repair. If we can't make the repair, our goal is to get you at least some partial heating or cooling to alleviate the situation, to get you through the rest of that evening or Sunday or whatever it is until we can get everything we need to make a permanent solution for you. Okay. And how does NETR prioritize emergency service calls? Is it just first come, first serve? And, you know, are, are there any other factors that affect the speed or, or availability of emergency response? Sure. I would tell you it's uh, two things that we use for prioritization. The first is our service partner program. Service partner program is a, uh, a membership program that we have where for a an annual fee, you become a member of our partner program. That also includes an annual tune-up on your equipment. 
And when service partner program members call in, they cut to the front of the list. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we prioritize them over folks who have chosen not to, to join the service partner program. So the first thing in determining who moves to the front of the list if there are multiple calls at the same time is are they a service partner program member or not? The second part is we then take into effect is this a is there any sort of life threatening situation again is this a a home with someone maybe that with uh, elderly disabled uh young children and there's a, a a real a real threat about freezing or property destruction in that home same thing in the summer if someone loses their air conditioning and maybe it's it's someone who has some health issues and that heat is is too stressful for their body we're obviously going to work with those folks to move them to the front of the list so so folks who really need it from a health point of view or if there's concerns there and our service partner program members all move to the front of the list okay and how can homeowners uh, help to you know prevent HVAC emergencies from occurring in the first place are, are there any best practices that they should be following for maintenance and, and care of their heating and cooling systems sure so uh, that's a great question and and it really comes down to simple scheduled maintenance on your system and catching small things before they become big that eliminates the largest majority of, of emergency calls so with your, if you have a conventional furnace, for instance, having that uh, inspected and tuned in the fall before the heating season is huge. And we can hopefully find if there's anything. First of all, we'll get it working at its most efficient for you. Second of all, if there's uh, something that's starting to fail, we're going to notate that. We're going to bring it to your attention, give you the opportunity to repair or replace that you know, at the time so that you're not finding out that that finally gives up the ghost at two in the morning on uh, in January. So doing that uh, annual preventive maintenance on heating systems, same thing on cooling systems. Have us come out in the spring. We will clean it. We will preventive maintenance it. We'll check all the, the key items that are likely to be failing eventually and make sure that they're in good working order. And if they're not in good working order, we'll chat with you about what it would take to take care of that. And then the other thing with uh, that I would say specifically with our customers who do ductless for heating and cooling, because, you know, uh, uh, for instance, a low, a cold climate heat pump will take the place of your furnace and your air conditioner. Having that actually service twice a year. If you think about it, you would normally service your furnace in the fall. You'd service your air conditioner in the spring. Your cold climate heat pump, which is doing the job of both of those items, should get serviced twice a year, spring and fall as well. So again, having us come out those twice a year, number one, to clean it, get it working optimally. Number two, test everything, make sure it's all working within uh, factory specifications so that you're not likely to suffer a failure. So that's the best, best medicine. That's great advice, Brett. Thanks again for speaking with me today. I appreciate it. Thank you. And for more information, you can visit the NETR website at netrinc.com or call 781-933-NETR. That's 781-933-6387.